Hey, so thanks so much for joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for being with us, for caring, for preparing us for eternity. We thank you that you are so concerned with our welfare, that you want to give us revelation knowledge so that we can see clearly what the, what's about to happen, the things that are to come. We love you and praise you, give you all the glory in your name. In your name we pray. I heard God say safe and secure to me. He wants us safe and secure. He's coming soon, and He wants all of us to make it. He wants you to make sure that you're going to be raptured out before the great tribulation happens. And that's as hard. He's been preparing us. He's, he's warning us that He's going to be coming, and He wants us to be ready. He doesn't want it to be like a thief in the night. And so He's telling us things to come. He's telling us things that are going to happen before they happen because He loves us. It's not His will that one should perish. You know, He said the mysteries of the kingdom of God are meant to be revealed. And so long um, we have believed that God is a mystery and we don't know what He's going to do. But really the Word of God tells us exactly what He's going to do, the things that are going to happen. And He wants us to have understanding of the Word of God so that we don't miss it. You know, He's been talking so much about people thinking that they're right with Him and we got this on that day. You know, he's been having me everywhere I go ask people if they know Jesus. And they say, yes, they know him, and they just keep walking. And you know that they don't know him. And you know that we're not ready. And people are just saying they are and, and, and thinking they are and really thinking it's the thing to do to call yourself a Christian. And calling yourself a Christian really doesn't make you a Christian. And Jesus in John 3 told Nicodemus that in so many words. He was a religious ruler and he came up to Jesus. And let me read to you what he said. He came to Jesus in the night and he said, Rabbi, we know that you are certain and certain that you have come from God and you're a teacher no one, because no one can do these signs, these wonders and miracles that you produce unless God is with him. And this is what Jesus said in response to him. He said, Jesus answered, it says, Jesus answered him, I assure you most solemnly I tell you that unless a person is born again, I knew from above he cannot ever see nor or be acquainted with and or, this is the Amplified Classic Bible, and or experience the kingdom of God. So he said you can't see or experience the kingdom of God if you're not born again, if you're not born of the Spirit. And that's where a lot of people get stuck. You know, because we don't have right teaching or maybe like the Pharisees, because we don't like to be told what to do, we don't fully submit to God or submit to God at all. We just think of um, being a Christian as a religion, as so did Nicodemus. The Pharisees, they were religious. And they live by their opinion. They live by what they thought. And when Jesus came along, that's why they were so angry because he was telling them it wasn't like they thought. And he said actually to Nicodemus, he said, you're a teacher of the law and you don't understand this because he said, how am I supposed to be reborn? 
And Jesus said, it's being born of the spirit. It's not a flesh thing. Because he said, should I re-enter my mother's womb? And of course not. Being born of the spirit is being able to see in the spirit, to have understanding that you can't have without it. So people that don't believe the word of God or understand the word of God are really not born again. They're not born of the spirit. They're just living by their own opinion. And that's why on that day, many are going to say, Matthew 7, 21 through 23, Jesus said, many on that day are going to say, Lord, we did this in your name. We did that in your name. And he's going to say, I didn't know you. You who practice lawlessness away from me. And really, that is um, the person that is living by their own opinion. Can you imagine living your whole life thinking you're a Christian and you're really not? Living your whole life without complete understanding. You know, um, when you talk to someone, if you are a Christian and you are born of the Spirit and you talk to someone who doesn't believe everything that you're saying, they think what you're saying is crazy, it's because they're not born of the Spirit. They can't have that understanding that you can have. And that's what Nicodemus, that's what Jesus was saying to Nicodemus. You can't understand it because you're religious. And, you know, so many people are different religions and and they think that matters, but Romans tells us it's recorded that it doesn't matter what you are, but when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, and, you know, that that is when you're born from above. It's not a religion. It's not living by your own opinion or someone else's opinion, but it's submitting to Jesus. When I was asking him what he wanted me to say and, and what born again actually is, what you know he wanted me to communicate, is he said born again is believing. When you put aside everything you think, you put aside your opinion and you just believe. You just believe him. And when you ask Jesus to be your Lord, when you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, when you're born of the Spirit and he comes and lives on the inside of you, you commit to live your life a whole different way. You don't live or think the way you did before because now you can see the light. You can see in the Spirit. You can see the things that you couldn't see before. And so someone who isn't born of the Spirit isn't going to get it. You know, Jesus was saying that's why there's so much um, there, there's so much debating going on is because everybody is living by their opinion and they look at the Word of God and they take it by their opinion, what they think it means. And he said, don't give your pearls to the pigs. Don't even bother arguing. He said the cross, uh, um, Paul said, the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. They're not going to get it. And so we're perishing if we're not born in the Spirit, because we're not living in the kingdom of God. We're not His. We haven't chose um, to live by His, His commandments. We haven't chose to live by love. We have to make that choice. We have to choose Jesus. And when we choose Jesus, when we believe Him, the message He wants me to get across, if you believe in Him, for God to love the world that he gave his only begotten son, is when you believe in him, you're going to obey him. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me, and, my sh and I'll show myself to you. So, you know, I want to share with you something else. Um, so God is showing me that his heart is so for his children. 
that he's grieving, that he, he's about to come. It's time. And we just have a little while yet. And he is so grieved that we are not all born again, that we are perishing. He, it's not his will that one should perish. He's so in love with us and he's hurting because we don't get it. And so that's why he's asking me to tell you this. You can't just call yourself a Christian and think that you're going to heaven. You can't just say the prayer and think you're going to heaven. You can't halfway obey him and think you're going to live with him when you leave here. You have to be in agreement with him. You know, the first commandment, love of the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, means to love God and care about what he cares about. And when you get to that place and he shows you his feelings, and actually, um, I have been going through this thing and I didn't realize what was going on. In fact, this is the third time that I'm doing this message because I just couldn't get it right. Something was wrong. And he was showing me that he wants you to know. He wants you to know that he's grieving. He, he is hurting. I had asked him to help me to care about what he cares about. And then I started noticing Something was changing in me, and it wasn't until this morning when I got on my knees where he showed me what was happening. Last night when I went to bed, I was actually crying about all the people that I knew that weren't right with God, that weren't serving him, but they thought they were, and they're good people, and you know they're happy, and and they love Jesus, they say, and, and you know maybe some of them don't, but they're people that I love. And um, even people that I didn't know, and I, I was crying, and I didn't know why, and I fell asleep that way. And God showed me this morning. He gave me a heart for the lost. And so I truly, truly, truly want you to know the truth because now I'm feeling God's pain. I'm feeling his heart. He wants you to know. He wants you to know that he is so in love with you. He doesn't want anything to happen to you. He wants you to be safe and sound, safe and secure in his arms. But he can't make that happen. We have to make that happen. The reason you have to submit to him and let him tell you what to do is because he knows the right way. You know, he said a couple of weeks ago that, that, well, maybe two and a half, three weeks ago now, um, the hour of Jesus has come. And then he said, the hour of testing has come. And I shared with you already that I noticed in my life, he, he was correcting me a lot. He was doing a lot of correction in my life. And you know, it doesn't feel good. And I tell him that. And he said, I correct those I love. I correct those that I love. He's in love with us and he's correcting us. Just like if you have kids, and, um, you know, they want to do something that you know that isn't good for them, you're going to keep correcting them until they listen to you. Um, I'm talking about your older kids, even your younger kids. But you're going to keep talking to them and tell them, no, you can't do that. Don't do that. This is going to happen. And they don't like to be told what to do. And, and we're adults and we don't like to be told what to do. But he's saying it's for your good. I'm saving you. You've asked me to help you to make it. I have asked him that, to help me to make it. And so I, I am. I'm being hard on you because you asked me to. 
and he's getting hard on us because what I mean is he's disciplining us, correcting us, because he doesn't want us to go to hell. And if we don't choose him or be left behind, if we don't choose him, then we're not choosing him and we're not going to be raptured out. So I'm not going to be teaching on the book of Revelation just yet, but um, it's a good book. In fact, the Bible says that you're blessed if you read it. And so it's a good book to know. It's what's going to happen. Jesus said he'd tell us things to come. And that is a book that you want to get into and find out what's going to happen. And um, I listened to Rodney Howard Brown, and um, he's really helpful in understanding. And also the man that um, teaches with him is Jonathan Shuttersworth, I believe. And so I would recommend you listen to them. They're very helpful. They're very, very knowledgeable. And in fact, they've confirmed a few things that God had said to me. When God told me that he was coming the last five years, he kept saying he was coming, he was coming, and I wasn't ready, and we need to get ready. And over and over again, he told me, Santa's not coming, he's coming, Um, all kinds of things. And then just two and a half, three weeks ago, when all this virus thing started, he said the hour of Jesus had come. And then he said it is a time of great testing. And I was thinking that he meant like pretty quick. And I felt like he said we had a couple years yet, like maybe five, I was thinking. And then when I was listening to Rodney, he thought three, you know, about at least three years. And so, you know, we don't know the day or the hour and but we do have that knowing that the time is near. He makes it he makes it clear to us. And the same thing Rodney said, I felt like God said to me is he's giving us time. He's giving us time to get it together because it is not his will that one should perish. It's not his will that even one should perish. He's so in love with us. And so today he's he's asking me to share with you his heart and he is hurting. And he's asking us to have ears to hear because so many think that it's so easy to just slip into heaven. But right here and right now, as he said to me one day to keep sharing with you, we don't have time for him. We don't know him and still, or agree with him and still think we're going to move in with him one day. He said, we are so deceived and we won't listen. He's reaching out to us over and over again. You know, um, God was showing me a couple years ago and brought it up again this morning that the church isn't allowing him in. And it's Satan trying to keep him out of the church. And now we can't go anywhere. And I agree with Rodney that the enemy is trying to steal church from us, trying to steal God from us. And I was thinking about that and meditating on that because Rodney said that a couple times. And it reminded me of what Jesus said. He said, as soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to come and try to take it. And God is the word. And so the enemy is trying to steal God from us. And he is doing a good job. And we got to stand up. And we got to start being bold about our faith and telling people the truth instead of just being quiet and meek. We have to stop just being this quiet little church, if you are born again and you know the things of God, and and when you talk to people, you're going to know. 
if they're saved or not, because if they don't understand what you're telling them and they're not interested, then they haven't been born of the Spirit, but they're just saying that they know Jesus. And people will tell you that just to get you off their back. If, if you're out in public and you ask someone if they know Jesus, I always hear yes, except for one day I heard a man say no. He never heard of him. And there's people that haven't heard of him. And God is asking us to do his work. And he's been telling me that for quite a while. And that's why I like listening to Rodney and Stephen, because they confirm the things that God has already said to me. I felt so alone before I ran into them on YouTube. And I know that was not by accident. I know God was helping me to find people to confirm with me the truth. And it's not fun to be alone, to be the only one that is seeing the truth. And there's not many people out there that are realizing this time is close and we just have a little time to get it together. And so what Jesus is saying to you today is re-examine yourself. I did so many videos on checking your status. You know, stop thinking that you're one of those. You know, I think what happens is people read that verse, those couple of verses. And yeah, it's scary. It is scary, and it should be scary enough to wake you up. And um, Jesus said, many on that day are going to say to me, Lord, Lord, we did this in your name and that in your name. And that sounds to me like somebody who thinks they're right with God, right? Not somebody who doesn't know Jesus at all. We did this in your name. We did that in your name. It's an argument. They're arguing, they're debating with Jesus. And that's the same person that doesn't know him, that isn't born of the Spirit. And he's going to say, I didn't know you. And, you know, we talked about being that prideful that um, he can't get through to you. And, you know, all this time that um, he's having me tell you over and over again to listen, to have ears to hear and you keep ignoring it on that day, I'm sure he's going to tell you that on that day of judgment. And, you know, actually the Word of God, Jesus said in, I believe, John 3, that you're not judged when you follow him. You're not judged when you, when you serve him. When you follow him, when he's your God and you surrender all to him, when you follow him, Jesus said, you're his sheep and he gives you eternal life. And that's what you need to do, but you can't follow someone that you can't really see the truth of. And so remember, he said to Nicodemus, you can't see the kingdom of God. You can't understand unless you're born again, unless you're born of the Spirit. And so when you ask Jesus, he said he's standing at the door of your heart, and if you let him in, he's going to come in, he's going to dine with you, and you have to heed his voice. He also said, if you heed my voice... And so um, when you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, he's going to fill you with his spirit if you mean it. And then you're going to see life a whole different way. You're going to see the kingdom of God. You're going to see the truth. You're going to see what you were living for was really nonsense. But what you're living for is salvation, not only for you, but for your family, for everyone. And so you have to care you know, when you get born again, you just have to care. When God starts showing you how He feels, you have to care. And so much of the time we don't care. And when you need to repent for that and say, God, 
I see that you're coming. He's going to show you. You're going to have ears to hear. You're going to get it when you say that prayer. So, But it's not a prayer, an empty prayer. It's saying, I, I'm going to take heed to your voice. I want you to come and live on the inside of me and be my God and teach me your way. I want to be filled with your spirit. I want to be your disciple. I want to do your work. I want to help you so that you're not hurting anymore. Do you want to help him? He's hurting. You know, even maybe you're listening, you're already born again, but you hadn't been listening to him. Maybe your heart's grown cold. Maybe you're thinking that it's been a long time and he's not coming and I'm just going to rest. Don't do that. And know that his heart, the reason he's not here is because his heart is for his people, his children. It's not his will that one should perish. And he's grieving. And I know I've said that over and over, but he is. He's hurting. And what he wants you to do for him is to help him gather up his children. Let him know the truth. Tell him who he is. Act, act it out. Don't, don't be that, um, that um, hypocrite. Jesus called them hypocrites. Don't say one thing and do another. Don't walk the, down the white path and have those who think that you're a Christian and they're a Christian because you're a Christian following you down the wide path. Get on that narrow path and show them what it's like. Show them Jesus. That's what he's asking you to do, bring in the harvest. The workers are few. So if you want Jesus to come and live on the inside of you and teach you his way and let him prepare you for his return, then I want to say that prayer with you. And the prayer is heartfelt. It's a commitment to get to know him and to be a part of what he's doing in this day on the earth. He's so in love with you. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to come and live on the inside of us and be our God. And we want to heed your voice. We want to know how you're feeling. We want to, we want to do for you, Lord. You've done so much for us already. And we just want to do for you now. We can see that you're hurting, Lord. I see that you're hurting. And we just want to be a part of what you're doing. We want to be a part of others' salvation, their eternity with you. We, we, we have compassion that it is not your will that one should perish. Help us to help you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord. I, I want to pray for that person who never prayed this prayer before. And you can just close your eyes and repeat after me. And all you have to do is say, Dear Jesus, thank you and praise you for what you did. And I'm asking you to come and live on the inside of me and be my God and grow me up to be like you and send me out to do your work. Help me to see your truth. We love you. We praise you. and give you all the glory. So if you said that prayer, he's so excited, I'm so excited that you're in the kingdom and now you're going to see like you never saw before. He's going to open your eyes to truth and your part is to get to know him through the word. He is his word, John 1.1. And know that you have an enemy and he's going to try to steal that word from you. He's going to try to get you to not look at it, not listen to it, but to pay attention to the things that you see. He's going to use your senses to steal God from you, to get you to focus on what is. And when you learn who God is, John 1, 1, he is his word, and you start obeying him, he's going to show himself to you. And he's going to show you how to live in his kingdom. 
and he's going to show you where to go and what to do. He's going to send you out to do his work. And um, in this last day, with just a couple years left, I believe, if that, and we don't know, um, just speculating, he could come tomorrow. And we need to be ready. Otherwise, it's going to be like a thief in the night. And so, again, if you said that prayer, I'm so excited for you. Welcome into the kingdom and get on your knees every day and pray and worship him and expect to hear his voice. He's going to talk to you. You're going to know his thoughts. You're going to, you're going to know things you didn't know before. And um, those people that don't understand, it's because they're not born again. So then you can ask Jesus what you can do to help them to get to that place because it's his care. He loves each and every person. So don't reject people and don't reject somebody that loves you because when you love him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, you're going to care about what he cares about and he cares about that person that may not be treating you just right. He's going to use you. He's going to send you out. So thank you so much for listening today. God.